podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppin Practice. Hello everybody and welcome to Cough and Fracas, powered by Twistline Media Group. <sighs> I'm your host Chris and this week joining me to talk about all things LFC, begrudgingly joining me to talk about all things LFC because to be quite frank and honest, we don't <laughs> rather be anywhere other than here to talk about the Reds uh, and to, to, to be quite frank and honest with you. I'm joined by Julian, Ellis and... Peter, gents, how are you all feeling today? I want to do a quick, quick mental health check. I want to see how you're all doing. I want to check in on you, make sure that you're all good. I'm away from football. I'm currently smoking on that Piers Morgan pack, so I'm good. But on football, nah, man, I can't lie to you. That's was shit, man. I'm not. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I haven't been for weeks. Watching Liverpool's a chore. Was shit, man. We're actually shit. That that's that's basically it. I'm gonna use shit bare times in this podcast as well because that's the only word to describe us and describe what's going on in that club because we're just shit, man. No, that is that's that, that honestly completely fair. Els, how you doing? Yeah, I'm alright, man. All right, again, like Julian, away from football, life is pretty good to be fair. I'm, I'm okay, <laughs> but then it comes to like on a what Tuesday, Wednesday, or Saturday or Sunday, then my mental health just starts depreciating quite rapidly. Which is um, which is a shame, but yeah. Apart from that, I'm alright. All right. How are you saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm not bad. I think I could echo the sentiments of every single person away from football. I'm alright, you know. I'm 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 not that bad. I'm I'm doing quite well. When it comes to watching the football club play games of football, um, I'd I'd rather do anything anything else than, than watch them at the moment. It's it's becoming a chore and that really, really makes me upset. Peter, how are you doing, brother? Bro, like, yeah. Like everyone I'm I'm okay, but it's just it's when you know the Mercy's had red, when 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 those games start creeping up, it just um it's just think, oh please no. Like at at this point, like anytime 
anytime, especially when we play at home, it's like it's basically like going one on one of the Undertaker. That, that's what it feels like. <laughs> like you know, it's a certain loss. It's a certain loss. There's no way you're going home safe going one on one of the Undertaker. So hey, we just collect our L's and we dust it off, man. It's mad, man. Literally, like. Whenever we feel like the team is getting back on track some some somehow, some way, we feel like we're getting some players back from injury, it's almost like Teddy Long walks into the AXA training centre himself and then goes on, hold on a second player, hold on a second player, and then picks one random person out of the Liverpool team, out of the <laughs> Liverpool squad, and goes, you get to go one-on-one <laughs> with the Undertaker! <laughs> And apparently it's bloody Roberto Firmino this week. Jesus <laughs> Christ. What is going on, man? I, I generally think they're doing Royal Rumble training whilst they're fucking... Oh, just... Yeah. As you can tell, listeners, we're, we're all pretty kettled at the moment and we're, much like the players, we're a little bit burned out ourselves. But um, before we get kind of stuck in, thank you for joining. If you are joining us um, on, the live, on the live stream, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, if you're watching us right now on YouTube... Be sure to click that subscribe button and also click the little bell to be uh, alerted for whenever we or anyone else on Touchline uh, Fracas Media Group goes live with their content. So thank you very much for that. And if you are looking for a bit more Liverpool content, which <laughs> if you are, you're, you're a brave person. Um, but there is only one place that you can get that content, one place that you'll get the freshest LSE content that is available on the internet, and that is here at Cop and Freca. So please do head over to our Patreon page. That is www.patreon.com forward slash Cop and Freca. And from as little as three pounds a month, not just three pounds a month, you'll get a, a you'll get a whole host of content. Uh, you know, get our post match reaction shows, all our weekly preview shows, uh, our new show that's non NFC related called AOB, which might be the most enjoyable thing at the moment. Uh, and we've got a whole host of other stuff on there as well uh, for, for bigger picture stuff. So yeah, if you are interested, please do head over and subscribe today. So let's get stuck into it. Um, this Sunday, Liverpool played against Fulham at home, and ultimately end up losing another game of football at Anfield. Um, six loss at home in a row, and it pains you to say it. Um, and we lost 1-0 to Fulham. Uh, Elza, I'll start out with you. Um, Klopp rang in the changes, um, forced and unforced, uh, just to kind of spice things up a little bit. And I think, if anything, that was the clearest indication that they're focusing on the Champions League and kind of abandoning the league at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we all looked at it. Um, we all said our curses. Some liked it, some didn't. But yeah, I just thought he's just giving up on this season and he's trying to focus more on the, uh, on the Champions League. Apart from that, um, I was half and half with the team. I thought that it was good because some players did need the rest. Um, there was a fair few players who were who are running on fumes. I was surprised to see Robbo. I didn't think Robbo would play. He's literally running on fumes currently. Um, I was surprised to see Reese Williams. That was well, a fair performance from him. But yeah, the, the changes were necessary, but at the same time, it was a one too many. Um, I thought Trent could have started. I didn't think there was a need for Nico. Obviously, Kabak was injured. Um, he doesn't fancy Ben Davis. Midfield was decent. Um on paper anyway, and the front three was okay, and it was enough to beat Fulham. But um, as the game just started, in, we started well, we started a bit bright, Salah was getting in behind a couple of times, but then as just time goes on, time went on, we just looked confused, and we just looked 
we looked uh, devoid of ideas and it was uh, very frustrating to see, man. Completely agree. Um, Julian, I'll, I'll come to you. You know, we, we we look at, you know, the forced and the rotational change the clock did make. Do you think he did the right thing when you look at it in hindsight now? And what were your thoughts initially when that kind of team sheet came out? Um, my thoughts initially when the team sheet came out was that it's hard. It's hard these days because even like, especially with the injuries that we have, what what changes can Klopp make to make a difference? Because it just seems like all round we're just very, we're just, we're just, we're just not not at the races at all. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a couple of players start. I saw Nico Williams, Milner, Shakiri start. I was filled with no confidence at all, to be honest. Um, the the mid the mid the midfield, yeah, there were some changes in there, but again, like at this point, like I've seen I've seen our best team play like absolute joke, men. So what is you know a team that where we're resting um, our best players? What, what's that What's that going to do for anyone's confidence at the moment? It's it's so 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 bad. Um, I feel like yeah, Klopp needed to need, you know he did make the right decision in making some changes. Um, but even then, your hands are kind of tied when the changes that you have that you've made, you know, from going from Trent to to Nico Williams, um, Thiago um, um, and Thiago and Milner to um, sorry Thiago and Curtis Jones to Milner and Kate. Uh, Kate to be fair, Kate 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 was a bright spot. He he done a lot. Um, yep. Genie, um, as 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 the com- uh, as one of the comments said. Pay for the 400th game in a row. Not expecting much. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen about 10 games with him at the six. Look shit anyway. So when he when he started there, I wasn't expecting much with that midfield. He's not he's not exactly a leader. He's not exactly a presence in midfield that you know fills me with confidence when when he starts. Like, oh yeah, Genie's starting. So you know, everyone's got everyone's laced up their boots and they're ready for a game. And then I saw Shakiri as well. That guy's just whatever, man. Like he's riding off, just, just riding off a wave. Like right now, it's just so bad, so bad. Like the team fools you, especially when it's it's so sad when the team fools you with no confidence at all. Like I was telling you guys before we started, like I turned over to Sky Sports and just felt a, a wave of sadness just consume my body because you were so bad at the moment, so so bad. The team, the midfield looked shot, looked like there was a devoid of ideas, just getting ran through. Nico Williams, Lookman, just saw him as food, just eating, eating off that, eating off that right side. It, it was so like that. See Nico Williams every game get like every and every opportunity that he has get panned. It's so yeah. like it must be so demoralising for him. And then when you're playing next to Nat Phillips and Reese Williams, it's not really gonna fill you with so much joy. You see Milner in front of you. Yeah, he's a leader, but man's just falling over when the ball's getting when the ball's um, he's getting touches. You know, Lookman just killing him with pace. Yeah, it's, it's all around. It's just shocking, bruv. It's shocking. Fills you with no joy. Just. Makes you kind of sick to be honest. Falling out of love with football, like that like said in the interview. In that in that interview, like it's like it is what it is, man. When will it end, Robbie? When will it end? <laughs> now I completely I echo literally every single every single thing you said there, um, Peter. I will I will come to you on this next point uh, and kind of piggyback on something Julian said there. So you look at the the defensive selection that that, that we had uh, playing this weekend. Um, you could make an argument um, that our back five this weekend 
um, for all the Premier League sides that were playing, he's possibly the worst back five that started this weekend. So when you look at it on paper, I mean, granted, we've got Brazil's number one in goal, um, who also is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. It's fair. We've got Scotland's captain starting a left back. But apart from who's in, who's in bad form himself, but apart from that, you've got Nat Phillips, who was basically departing the club bar the last day of the transfer window. You've got Reese Williams, who was on loan at Kid of Mr. Harris, non-league, last year. And you've got Neko Williams, who, quite frankly, could just do with a loan to a top-end championship team. When you're looking at that, the three of those players in those back four probably don't even get into Liverpool's second-choice eleven uh, in terms of a back four, because on paper, when everyone's healthy, the first-choice back four is Alisson, Robertson, Van Dijk, Gomez, Trent. Second choice, you probably say it is um, Kelleher, Shimakas, Matip, Kabak, and um, probably James Milner. Because I think he probably would play James Milner over um, Neko Williams at right back. So you're essentially playing with it, you're essentially starting with a team that would probably play a second or a third round League Cup team. What, why do you think he's cho- chosen to just do this at this moment of time when he knows that the quality he has just is not good enough? Um, I think he went for um, a rotation of, of our players like in this time because I, generally, I think that he sort of obviously had the RB Lights play game in mind and he wanted to give the players a rest, but I thought it was really like weird choices. So if you wanted to give someone a rest, I would have went with Robertson because Robertson's actually played more minutes than Trent. Like I get you have to play one of them, obviously, to not dishevel the back line completely, but like I'm not sure why you'd want rest Trent when their best player comes from that left hand side. So it's just he, like he just could I, I he, sorry to interject. He, he, I think what he could have done is just played if he wanted to, he could have played Robertson for the first forty five, had Milner at right back, and then for the second half you take Robertson off, you shift Milner to left back and then you put Trent at right back. Yeah, it seems like if you could, he could I do something that's Trent and Shimkas personally, but he yeah. went with Nico and Robertson, which is weird. But I don't, he seems to think that Robertson can just play for anything, which is not true. Like Robertson, he's a human being as well. Like you know, what I'm saying he's he's got obviously a high threshold of like playing games, but it's to the, to the point where he's literally running into a brick wall, and he doesn't even look like the same player he is he was like a year ago. Like he looks like a completely different player now. So yeah, um, to be honest, like yeah, looking at that lineup, like it was it was obvious like that. Um, Fulham's team was probably going to come in the way of a win. I think their defence looks stronger than ours, like to be honest. So, like, yeah, it was, it was just obvious. To be honest, my problem wasn't with the personnel as such; it was with the shape. Once I saw the sh- like, everyone's touching the personnel. Obviously, the personnel are not good enough, but it's just kind of like, fam, we're playing the same way that we played with with better players. So now we bring in players of less quality to what to do what? You know what I'm saying? Because players with better qualities have played the shape and played this like played this way, like, and we're still losing. So now we played playing with players with worse quality in the same shape. So it's kind of like we're um, doing the same thing, expecting different results, and it's just really, really frustrating to see. Like, we've lost six games at home. Like, I don't know another manager. I'm not saying they're better than Klopp, because that's not what I'm saying. I still have faith in Klopp. But you look at your Pep. If Pep loses two, three games in a row, he's going to change it. If Rodgers loses even, like, two, three games in a row, they're going to change it. If even, like, two shows, like... And Klopp, to his strength, but it's also to detriment, has so much faith in the system and this player's... Like he's not going to change it no matter what happens. And it's just like, bro, like, these players, they're begging for you to change something. Like, 
you know what I'm saying? So it's just like you need to change. You need to give them a different environment. You need to give them like different spaces, like because we got nothing to we've got nothing to lose really. So you can keep playing this four yeah. for three and hope these guys can like sort of play their way back into form, which is it's not going to happen. Like these players won't play their way back into form. You've got to make them. You've got to change something and give them different like circumstances, different like positions. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just it's just really frustrating to see. And like I was thinking about it earlier, our last two wins have come from so Sheffield where we changed shape in possession and we gave Sheffield something different to work with Curtis Jones being a fourth attacker and Robertson being a fifth attacker. So um obviously that that made us a bit unpredictable. And our last win before that was West Ham. And if you remember West Ham we played a diamond. So it's like our last two wins have come from when we changed it up. You know what I'm saying? And then like now we go back to a four for three and we keep losing. It's just like you need to make us so un- like, less unpredictable, like less predictable, sir. And I think that's just the main word. Like I've I've taken away from this Liverpool team is that we're just so predictable. Like if you listen listen to me on the Patreon, this is literally all I say every week. It's just that we're so predictable to play against. Like you need to give teams something else to worry about because it's like you can study us, and we're gonna play the same four three three. We're still gonna play the same high line with players that can't run. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. Please, I'm begging you to change it. Like, I'm on my knees here, man. <laughs> Please change it. Like, change it to these players' skill sets. Find a way that suits them. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you have to play um, a deeper line, then please play it. Like, we can't always do this pressing thing. We'll do pressing thing when man come back. You know what I'm saying? The players can't press at the moment because they're not, they ain't, they ain't, um, they ain't got the legs to press anymore. So if they can't press anymore, then drop it back. I think it's a, I think it's a weird one as well because who's going to actually change it all up? He probably should have done it in, in, in January when they had that period where they could have done it. Um, but I think the worst thing that, that happened was they actually won two games of football, uh, Spurs and West Ham, in fairly convincing fashion as well. So that's obviously hindered, that's probably stopped him from saying, OK, cool, we're going to start doing things a little bit differently. But I think this upcoming international break that we've got um, in, a, in, a, in a few weeks, um, with, with people probably not going on international duty in terms of the South American, some of the African lads, that will be the point now if he wants to say, OK, cool, this is how we're going to play from now till the end of the season in the league specifically. We're going to play this more withdrawn, possibly kind of similar to how we started playing in the back end of 16-17 where we basically just said, OK, cool, we're going to sit two defensive midfielders in front of the back four and we're going to play some of the most awful football you've ever seen in your entire life. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to win every game 1-0 and we're going to qualify for the Champions League. I mean, that's one of the things they probably need to look at and just say, this is the way we need to structure ourselves for the rest of the season and this is just how we're going to go about doing it. I want to have a a respectful conversation in regards to Neko Williams and his selection because I actually think it's really negligent of us actually playing him and leaving him so dangerously exposed on that right-hand side where it was just, after, what, 10 minutes, it was already sad that every single time that Fulham wanted it, that ball that ball was on. Uh, I can't lie. No one did. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's hard It's hard. To, it's hard for us to have a respectful um, conversation about Nico Williams because it actually seems like it's every time we see this youth play, regardless of if we're flying in form, or if we're down bad, he just gets touched every single time. And I do get, yeah, 
um, Klopp could have done a bit better with, with giving him some protection. So I feel like, you know, introducing Milner, may, to be honest, I don't even feel like he'd done it specifically. Um, that, that's why he specifically played Milner, but I'm just trying to give, I'm just trying to make sense of the decision to play him. Um, he probably played Milner because he thought he could probably provide Nico Williams with that extra protection in midfield because he might be exposed on the right. But, Let's be honest, man. That that, that kid, that uh, respectfully and disrespectfully, he just ain't it. He ain't it. Like, regardless of if it's of if we're flying in form or if we're down bad, we saw it with, with Tariq Lamptey when he first when Nico in that first great Premier League game, he was getting touched. It's like it's and I and I do feel like yeah, I get your point because if Klopp knows that he's going to go up against Lookman, who who is PMP skillful. And you've seen how Nico Williams is in the past with players like that. You know, you know, you know, he's in for a long day. And my God, like Nico Williams, he wasn't the main issue. To be honest, I don't even think the goal came from his his side. Um, but man, it's rough. It's rough watching him. And I know he's young. And I know which which we're going to be um, we're going to try to be um, as respectful as we can. But he just doesn't look like he's he's to the level. To be honest, maybe he needs to loan out and some time away from Liverpool. But he just doesn't look good. He looks, he looks absolutely like every every single time he gets cooked, every single time he's on he's on the he's on he's on the cooker and it's it's peak, bro. Absolutely peak. Like I don't I don't want to see him play again. To be honest, I'd rather see Milner right back than than Nico Williams, and that's that's crazy for me to say. But I I personally just don't want to see that you again. I can't lie. No, I think that's fair to be honest with you. You can see where he's got some some really good attributes, you know. Quick, he's got a decent shot on him, and he's got a bit of a pass. But positionally, and all the things that you need from a top level, uh, top level right back. Yeah, um, he's, he's, just, he's just not got it at the moment. I feel, I feel a bit, I feel a bit bad. Like what Julia said is facts, but um, it's just one of them ones where um, he's young and Klopp keeps putting him out to dry. He just keeps leaving them out to dry. So like you're, you're playing essentially for like the champions, and you're playing on the right side that has no protection. So even when Trent plays on there, he even looks a bit exposed at times. So you imagine what, like when a 19-year-old comes in, he's going to be exposed. Like, I agree he's not good one-on-one, but he's quite good offensively. I think when he he, get, he, got, he gets the byline quite a lot, actually, and he does put in some good crosses. So um, I think he's quite good attacking. I just think um, we're not playing a system that helps him at all, and he's probably not of the required level yet. But um, maybe if he goes on a loan or, um, yeah, like you said, or, yeah, he gets a bit more experience, he could be a better player. But for sure, we're not helping him because it, it just goes back to the point where Klopp keeps playing the system where it doesn't suit the players. Like it suits like Van Dijk, Gomez, and Trent and that, but it doesn't suit Matt Phillips. It doesn't suit um, Reese Williams to play this high line. It doesn't suit um, um, Nico Williams to just like leave him out to drive out, hide the whole right flank to himself. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to adjust to um, the players' skill sets and players' attributes and try and help them out more because yeah, like that's 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 all you can do. No, I think I think that's completely fair. Let's actually move on to the performance itself because Jesus, it's it was pretty pathetic. You know, in in all honesty, um, they started off okay in certain aspects, but across the across the entire period of the ninety, they were just they just weren't very good. Obviously, they had some areas where you know we had a lot of the line share of possession, but ultimately we didn't create anything and I think when you have the midfield that we do have at the moment where it's consistently being bypassed at every single opportunity you're not going to be able to do anything really Els I'll, I'll, I'll come to you we, we obviously they switched it up 
Jota was on the left, Salah through the middle, and for some reason, Jun Shakiri was on the pitch. Um, how do you feel it started, and obviously, with how it all unraveled, what would you have done anything differently? Um, it started all right, you know. Like I said at the top, one of my earlier points was that Salah was getting in behind quite a bit the first 15 minutes. Um, we looked a bit dangerous. But my problem is, and, and that first half was just, like, I felt sick because Fulham were playing two in the middle and we had three, so we had an extra man and we were still mm-hmm. getting popped. And it, at, at one time, I thought I was going to like, break my TV because I didn't understand for the life of me how you can have an extra man in midfield but still get bops like that. Like, no one thought, all right, let's press, let's press these people and let's get the ball. And, and that's the thing. And in the six weeks as well, our press has gone. It's gone to the shit. I don't know where our press has gone. And you know that ball over the top for the high line? The reason why it's, it's so easy and it's so apparent is because no one is pressing. So when no one, when no one presses... Of course, it's so easy to pick up a pass and just go over the top because, again, no one's pressing. And that midfield on Sunday, it's just, they've done everything. But they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. Uh, second half, Cater came into the game and started to find a few passes. But that first half was absolutely diabolical. Shaq, not too sure what he's on, not too sure what he does, not too sure who he is. Don't know anything about him. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick, um, I, was, I don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't know who he is. I don't know what he does. Um, the the, the um, criticism of Nico is fair. Obviously, that at the SAS, at the standard we are and what we require, he's not there yet. But again, like like we all said, that like Shaq didn't do anything going backwards. He didn't do anything going forwards. So every time Nico pushed up, nobody nobody in their infinite wisdom decided. Oh, let me just sit in that space. And try and block off Lookman. So it was it was just so easy. At times it was like two against one on that or even three against one on that side. Um Jota felt sorry for him, he couldn't get into the game because he wasn't getting the ball. Same as same as Salah. At, at times Jota had to go all the way back into the left back position to try and do something. And he was looking very, very frustrated. Um same as Salah, he's playing through the middle, nobody's offering him anything. So yeah, it was just it was just a yeah, it's not a performance that you write home to anybody. You're so shit, man. It's just awful. The, the bright spark of that performance here, yeah, can you believe, is when Fabinho come on and he started um, quizzing the balls into into the attackers. That's the, that was he done one pass. I think we spoke about it on the um, on the post match pod. He done one pass where he fizzed it in into Shakiri. Shakiri was baffed. I was baffed. Everyone's about all that raw. Oh, we can actually do that. <laughs> I, I saw one. Saying? I saw one jota volley, which was sweet. Yeah. yeah. Apart, apart, apart from that, nothing. Nothing. Bro, there was nothing, man. There was nah, nothing. I remember, I remember celebrating that Fabinho was finally back in midfield, and it even <laughs> seemed like he's been out of midfield for so long that everyone else was confused that an actual DM that actually you know progresses the ball up the pitch was on the pitch, and it took them. And obviously, because it was, by the time they actually realised and clocked, oh rah, we actually have a proper midfielder in our midfield playing actually in his position. It, it was too late. Like we was done. Like to be honest, the last if I'm if I'm gonna be like. Very, 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 very like um, lenient on the side. The last ten, fifteen minutes was all right, and 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 that's all. That's all we can write home about. The last ten, fifteen minutes, we looked like we was actually getting back into the game, but too little, too late. Um, Fulham were, were like, "Yep, we got our three points." They just sharp shot Anderson from that from, from that centre back. Had a, I don't know how he came to Anfield and had a, and had a blinder. It's so nuts. Oh, he was, he was sensational. Yeah, he looks sensational. I don't know how. 
it's, it's, it's sad, bro. We're we're down bad. We're we're horrible right now. And yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's peak, bro. It's absolutely peak. That's the oh. thing as well, man. Like I can only think of like, the, the two chances that we had in the game. Um, with the Jota volley and the Mane header. That's literally yeah. it. Yeah, and the um, Shakiri had a chance on his left foot, but he, he risked it wide. That's about it. There was nothing. There was there was no patterns of play. There was no nothing. Like, can you can you remember the the only time where we've done like two or three passes in like triangles and like, all that rundle shit we do in training? Did it come off in a match? No, bro. Fulham played two in the middle. Two. Harrison Reed was having a field day. He was having a. It wasn't even It wasn't even Anguissa either. Right. It wasn't even Anguissa, bro. Like, if it was Anguissa, I understand because he's like, he's a bit bigger, he's a bit better. Technically, he's very cold. It was Harrison Reed and um, who else was it? I don't even know the other guy. I don't even know the other Lamina. guy. Lamina. 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 Flipping Lamina, bro. He's a decent player, but fam, you shouldn't be, them two should not be having up Milner, Keita and um, and Jimmy. And it's, pissed, and it's pissed me off how these days, yeah, how like the midfielders are having a jolly up at Anfield. Jorginho against Chelsea there he was comfy just having a jolly moving like he was moving like he was at recess bro just grabbing bare wines just just about just grabbing bare numbers like that it's peak bro every single midfielder that comes to Anfield now they're just eating man like Andre Gomez was looking like he was having fun on the Merseyside derby Jorginho Tom Davis Davis. Skating on that, skating, moving like those on roller skates. Like, how, like, how, and the thing is, the midfielders that I mentioned, they ain't even that good. Like, how you, like, it's not like they're fucking like Kevin De Bruyne or fucking Gundogan or, or God knows, like, who, like, who else is in the Premier Like, fam, some any guys are just coming to Anfield and just, just having drink ups in the middle of our midfield, bro, like at the centre spot, because no one's gonna do anything, like. Our, our, our press and our midfield presence, where it actually helped out with our creating attacks and, and uh, helping out with the defense, is absolutely gone. Like man, am I just hosting drink cups and link cups in our in in our centre spot? Like it's mad. It's absolutely mad, bro. Like it's sad, man. Like, fuck, we're so shit. Oh man, my you don't god! Understand how angry I was with the midfield on Sunday, fam. They didn't do anything. There was not one single thing I thought. Oh yeah, the midfield. Was, in fact, they didn't do nothing. Now we're having a jolly up. Bro, it looked like one of them after college link ups in the library. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you know when you get that one way security guard, it's like, oh, everyone stop making yeah, noise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was like, bro. Like, man, was just linking up, eating, eating like sweets, popcorn, sausage rolls, like in 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 in, in our in our middle, like. <laughs> it's actually nuts, bro. It's actually nuts, bro. Right, like, man, I'm just the Jorginho like, the, the point is such a good one as well because. You look at, you know, how intensely we pinned them back at Stamford Bridge and how we played on him more than anyone in that reverse fixture. Comes to Anfield and he absolutely just runs the fucking show. He's moving around, running like his puck, fam. Like, so easy. So easy that it's sad, man. Like, fam, I don't know, man. I'm halfway, we're not even halfway through the podcast. I'm, I'm just tired, bruv. Like, I'm just thinking, I've run out of things to say. What else is there to say, bruv? Like, big man thing. It's tiring, like, fam. It's not even like this is like a run form for like two weeks where we're just bad. This is the whole year. Literally, the whole, like, three months into the year, we've just been shit after shit after shit. Like, bruv. 
Yeah, do you know what it is, Julian, bro? It's the same thing, like. Since January, do you know how slow we move the football? Oh, it's sickening. It makes me... I, I like Genie. Big up Genie for everything he's done for the last, what, four or five seasons, whatever it may be. But, brother, brother, can you play it one time? Can you play it first time, brother? I like brother, brother, you can. I'm sure you can do it one time. You pick up your head, release the ball. But no, he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to do that, fam. Can you tell me why, Chris? Please tell me why, Chris. Well, but if I had dancers, I'd be on the coaching staff, innit? You know what I mean? He said, this man does a Zonto in the middle of the pitch, and I have no idea why. No clue. Um, yeah, it's just, he's, he's, if me, me personally, in terms of, you know, what we do, what we do in midfield wise, I probably wouldn't even, I wouldn't start him in the league for the rest of the year. Because yeah. he's probably not going to be in the club next season, so we need to start phasing yeah, him out at some point. Him the rest of the year. I wouldn't sign for the rest of the year, but Champions League, I'll play him. Who'd you play in the six then, Chris? Bro, I'll play, I'll play Glam in the six at this point. It can't get any <laughs> fucking worse, can it? Jesus no. Christ. I think from now on, you've just got to commit to, you got to commit to Phillips and Quebec. Those yeah, are you two. Have to, you have to, you just have to commit to those two guys. I mean, yeah, Nat Phillips isn't the greatest, and you know, as much as I do love Quebec, he's not had the greatest of starts at Liverpool so far. You got to put your faith in those two players. I've been saying it for weeks, but at this point, it's actually suicide if like Klopp keeps putting Fabinho back at centre back because Fabinho at centre back can't do it, man. You can't, not, you can't help. do it. It's not. It's not happening anymore. Like we. But this, this, this is this. This is this is one of the reasons why we need to put Fab at centre back as well, because we need someone who's just going to demand the ball from the centre backs because they they aren't playing it long. They aren't playing it long out. Because I think the most passes that someone had, I think the most p- passes Philip played to player wise was Shakiri. Like, that, shows, that shows you where the problem lies from. How can the most passes be to a manager to do with the ball? That shows that, shows that that shows that Milner and Genie were hiding really. Hiding, fam. Those, those were the um, two deepest. They weren't scores. dictating. At yeah, all. It, they were hiding. I think Milner had a really bad game. Genie, I can't even really remember him on the pitch as well. Yeah. Um, I think uh, a positive point. We haven't said anything positive for the last like five minutes. Um, probably Cater. Because I feel yeah. like, especially in the second half, um, Keita really grew in the game. Um, he demanded Kata the ball a lot. Yeah, he demanded the ball a lot more. I noticed when he was getting on the ball, he was trying to play some like, incisive passes, and he he kept playing he kept playing some good passes, but people weren't doing anything with them. So it got to the point where he started driving. He actually started driving like around the seventh, eighth minute. He started driving, going past players, but like when he get when he comes to the edge of the box, as the centre backs come out, like it would break down. But it was it was nice to see that like someone would bring like some unpredictability to our attack because he obviously can bring um some um like incisive dribbling so I'm about to sneeze um some dribbling of um his um to bring some unpredictability so yeah it was nice to see KR. Well, he was passing some balls after Robertson and Robertson was just wasting every single opportunity and so at the point he just went ah fuck this I'm yeah that's what I'm saying he's like, like I'm just gonna do <laughs> he just he got to the point where he's just like I'm just gonna do it myself, give me the ball. If you man are rubbish, like because these men were just they weren't offering him anything. So yeah, it was, it was really disappointing to see. And I think Jota was also good as well. He looked a bit sharp um, in the first half, but in the second half, I think his fitness um, kind yeah. of trooped in, and he wasn't as fe- effective. He was unlucky with the volley. Yeah. And I think Salah looked good as well up front, but as we don't create nothing, um, he started to get a bit like frustrated and started stopping making those runs. But um, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, Salah did look good up front, so I'll, I'll be interested to see if you play him, keep him there. I think it's one of the things you have to do from now till the end of the year, really, kind of have him uh, up front. You know, those those chances that we are creating, they come into the six yard box. You would want them to come to Salah, regardless. Yeah. So we just need to make sure that he's in the right position to get those. <laughs> I, I have got to end, I, I've got to end this, ask this question because I think it's a, it's a question worth asking because we, we know the ripple effect that the injuries have caused on the team this season. Um, in terms of you know players being moved around to different positions, the loss of massively key players, but also the fact that we've had to play guys for more minutes than we w- would have liked to. I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have wanted to put as many many minutes into kind of Genie's legs, Robbo's legs, and and Bobby's legs as much as we would have wanted. Um, but it's it's just, the simple question really is really because they all look completely shattered. And I, I want to ask you guys, how fucked physically? Are this team right now, bro? They look like um, they look like they've been run. They've been squatting four plates for the last six months. Every time they go gym, four plates, four plates. That's what they look like. They their head, their legs are so heavy. And to be fair to the, to be fair to someone like Genie, he's played way too much minutes that he needs to play, and it's messing up with his mental as well as his physical side. He's a very robust player, which is fantastic, which is very good, but it's too much. It's too much. They, they will burn out, like we've seen with Bobby Firmino. I know he has his detractors for the last couple of years, but he's played. Bobby Firmino's played the most minutes under Klopp than more than anyone else, and it's starting to show. Um, a lot of the a lot of the players, I think from January, that's when we just hit the wall where a lot of these players are playing way too much. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. The likes of Mane, the likes of Robertson, even um, Fabinho to an extent, he started to break out a bit. Um, you know, uh, Salah, could, Salah could break down any moment from now, but again, he's another player who's really robust. He could play. But I love these players are starting to break down mentally and physically because over the last three, four years, they've played a lot of minutes at high intensity, and there's only so much the body can take. So I'm saying, I think couple seasons, couple summer, summers ago, yeah, the start, the, sorry, the summer for the season where we won the league, that was like last year. Mane had a couple of weeks off, and he came back, and that crop was really eager to play him. And everyone was like, oh yeah, he doesn't need rest. He's this, he's that, which was fair at that time. Uh, we all said that, but now I started to catch up to him. Like he, his head is telling him to do things, but his body physically can't do it. Like that's the way he's playing. Like I'll see him do something, then it's like 
oh, I can't do it. My body won't let me. So yeah, these players have I absolutely finished, man. They need a rest. Yeah, um, I, I try not to be harsh on the um, like you know, I want to say calling the original starting eleven, um, because yeah, it, it, these last couple of years especially, they've been they've been running literally ran into the ground, um, because you know we've had Champions League campaigns that's taken us into the the, the final stretches of the season. Um, top four, even when even on Salah's first season, the top four, we literally had to guarantee that on the last day, uh, Premier League titles, um, we, we chased up until the last day, um, Champions League after that, and then the Premier, and even it's even evident from when we from when we won the Premier League that the 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 the, the, the intensity just dropped. But then summer was able to, over the summer was able to pick it back up, find form again. But then over these last couple of um, Especially these last couple of months, where injuries have hit us harder, harder from I would say from December onwards, you can you can tell like you can just tell Klopp, um, Klopp has been like the same guys that he's been relying on, probably relying on them a bit too much um, in the sense where there should have been. Some... Kind of the same guys who've been letting him down as well, haven't they? Really? Yeah, but you know, it, it, I think I think to be honest, it works both ways. Like Klopp has kind of yeah. let let them down in the stage where I've actually been critical of this before, that Klopp could have done a bit better with his rotation, especially last season and the season before. Yeah, I get that, you know, the the, the drop-off in quality is crazy, but at the end of the day, these players are humans. They're athletes, but they're humans. But then again, these players have kind of let Klopp down as well. Um, you know, simple chances and simple movements that they was making before, they can't make now. But it's all a, it's all a snowball effect, man, like, it just doesn't. The butt just doesn't stop at Klopp, at Klopp and the players as well. The board has to take some responsibility. Like you generally thought that these same group of players and could maintain what they could maintain um, at high intensity for three, four level for three, four seasons straight with no with no investment in actual quality. It's kind of crazy to me. Um, I don't feel like, to be honest, I don't feel like um, Klopp trusts a lot of his, um, let's say, um, supporting costs to the main cast. I don't feel like he has a lot of trust in, obviously because Kater's um, injury prone, not a lot of trust in KR. I don't think he has a lot of trust in Shimakas as it looks like, because Shimakas was on the bench and has been on the bench for a while, but still can't seem to get a game um, over Robbo, who's been absolutely running to the ground. Um, Centre-backs, of course, we, we, we've spoken about that. He, there was no investment, so why should Klopp have a trust in? Even looking at some players that were signed uh, in, in January, like Ben Davies, like we were speaking about it today, that Klopp just probably looked at him like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I'm not. He's not going to be rude and be like Jose Mourinho and come out and say, "Yo, can't lie, fam. I didn't even sign this you. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know who this you is." But he's going to ask that safe face and Kabak. He looks just looks poor. Um, yeah, man. Um, relying on Origi and Shaq, like yeah, it could have worked maybe two seasons ago. You know, and was in the Champions League run and Shaq when he when he came off the bench and he was kind of showing, showing the moments of quality. But now. Looks fucked. To be honest, this season's a bit of a write-off. I think that um, the club and Klopp are just riding it out, seeing what happens, and then hopefully have an exciting summer because that looks like the only solution to our problem. To our problems, to be honest. Peter, I'll come to you on on, on the, the note that Julian ended on in terms of in terms of the summer. Do you think it is something that's easily reset in the summer, or do you think it's a problem that runs a little bit deeper than kind of like? A summer break finishes this all off. Get a bit of rest into the players' legs and get people back into the team. Um, 
I think it does run a bit deeper. So in terms of the fact that we need to have a good um, window in terms of selling players. And um, so like we need to find sort of money from the players that we really have in the squad because obviously um, FSG say they will back Klopp, but in terms of like, uh, based on what I'm going off, like they're not just going to give him a, like, a transfer kitty, you know what I'm saying? He's going to have to sell some players. So it's, quite, it's, it's a really, it's probably the biggest window that we've had so far in terms of either we go one way and we still um, challenge City and we're still at the top, or we go the other way and we're just a team that lounges in like fifth, sixth, seventh place. Like, you know what I'm saying? So this transfer window is a really, really big window, and I just hope that um, Klopp will be black, will be backed, and we're able just to cut our losses with certain players because um, that's what we really need to do in order to get other players. I think we need to cut our losses. Like to be honest, like people will say that it's a really big reset, but it's not as big. So I, if we can get like four four players that four players of real quality that can um, challenge the first eleven. Some may maybe come into the first eleven. So maybe looking like a centre back, a centre mid, a winger, and a striker. Get them four in, and like we're good basically. You know what I'm saying? Um, maybe a right back as well. But a right back, I don't like. But we can have players that can sort of. You know what I'm saying? The right back's not the biggest priority, but but yeah, just even them four positions, and we sell like your likes of or, um Sh- Sh- Shaq. Um, Marigi, um, maybe Nat Phillips, like just a couple of players just to fund us, and yeah, we'll be alright. But yeah, so it's just a really big transfer window, and I just hope that um, they're planning it from now, and they're not just going to leave it till how they left it on January the thirty first, and that yeah, these guys really know what they're doing because our recruitment has been good so far, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's a big window coming up for sure. Yeah, they always plan, they always try to plan about kind of two windows in advance. So last summer they'll already be starting to work on you know, kind of next summer. So when you're thinking about it, you'd, you'd hope that would that would, that would be why they were a little bit reluctant to kind of outlay a little bit more money on a centre back in this window. If we are looking to try and get someone in this summer instead, who would be a bit more higher terming both profile and quality. So you know, touch wood there. Uh, <laughs> you can tell the excitement on my face in terms of transfers this summer because that's going to be fun. <laughs> As uh, you know, as, as usual on on, on Coffee and Fracas, and if you are a patron subscriber, we will be doing a um, summer transfer window game as we did last year. So do be on the lookout for that. That'll be a lot of fun to just to see how much money I give the guys this summer. They weren't overly happy with how much they got last year. Um, so that'll be, be even fun to see what they get this year. Um, let's move on to kind of our game tomorrow night against uh, RB Leipzig again. Suddenly, this this game tomorrow evening that isn't even at Anfield, it's back in Hungary at the Pushkas Arena, has just become our biggest game of the season. Um, and you know, if we were to qualify, subsequently, every single Champions League game will be the biggest game of the season so far. My question for you guys is: This is now becoming the ultimate get out of jail free card. So you know when teams are having a shit this 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 is something that Chelsea would will always do. Chelsea will be complete dog shit in the league, but they'll end up winning like the Europa League and then qualifying for Europe next year. Or they'll win uh, the FA Cup and make sure they're in, in in for Europe. So this is the page we need to really take out of Chelsea's book really. So we have the ultimate jet get out of jail free card in front of us. But do you guys think that this current Liverpool team as is is even capable of coming close to cashing in that card this year? In, in my opinion, um, I want to believe that we can. Um, 
I wanna I have hope that we can. But you know what gives me hope? It's the fact that I feel like Europe is a lot weaker than the Prem. Um I feel like mm-hmm. Europe um, in Europe they a lot of teams won't come out and play like banks of four that can kind of nullify us and and you know, kind of take away from our game. Um a lot of, it's a lot more expansive, it's a lot more open. But even saying that teams have come to Anfield and played like that while we've just been on the back foot. Um so I I gotta be honest, um we we it's it's it'll be very unrealistic for us to say we can go all the way. But yeah, man, in Europe it's a different it's a different ball game. Definitely a different ball game. So we'll have to see. And maybe like the the players will cycle um um mentally, sorry, um be more up for a Champions League game than a Premier League game right now. Like maybe the whole um going for the league and you know getting three points and and you know trying to get top four is a bit demoralising. But you know playing in this cup competition and hearing you know the Champions League music and you know be playing play, playing against teams around Europe is psyching them up more mentally. Um, I saw a picture of Fabinho, Kr and Thiago um, this today, and, and I got excited. But it's, it's it's the hope that kills you. It really is. <laughs> I think uh, I, 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 we'll, we'll get into teams later on, but I think it might be Fabinho, uh, Wijnaldum, Thiago uh, for, for, for tomorrow evening, which wouldn't be which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Else, uh, how, how about yourself? Do you think this current Liverpool team is uh, is capable of cashing this card and playing with some pride, just simply for the president of Namibia to send out a positive tweet? <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't think we, we can do it. From we're just so low on confidence, and um, this Liverpool team is a team that relies a lot on um, energy and chakras and all that good stuff, and we haven't got any of that right now. So, um, can can we g ourselves up to get a performance in out of it, man? I don't. I want to say yeah, but I just. I just doubt it. Maybe, maybe I don't you know. Maybe this could be a catalyst for the for the rest of the season. There's still a couple couple months left for the season, and if like like you say, Chris, if we do play Fabinho, um, Thiago, and Genie in the middle, that that will give us a bit of good foundation, isn't it? And that will allow us to to move forward. But currently, on current viewing, you know me, I'm ever the optimist. I don't think I don't think we have enough in our tank right now, man. We're on mm-hmm. zero. Absolutely zero, man. I, w- I like. I would like to be proven wrong, um, but I don't know. I'm not too sure, man. It reminds me of when uh, that episode of Simpsons when uh, Principal Skinner goes, "Oh, come on! We all know that these kids have got no future." And he just screams it yeah. out, and uh, everyone hears, and he just goes, "Prove me wrong, kids! Prove me yeah. wrong!" <laughs> literally, it's literally that, bro. Literally. Peter, what are your what? Do, do you think that they can use this? get a jail-free card and potentially do the unthinkable, salvage something from this season and win the Champions League? Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nope. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like, I have to be honest, man. Like, I, I, I want to believe, like Julian, Julian said, but it's just impossible. Like, in terms of the way um, Ellis raised a good point, we need the energy, we need all the vibes, we need the heritage, we need the spirits, like, to be with us. And without no fans to ask for a Champions League run to get to the final and win it without no fans, this Liverpool team. And the thing is, the last two times we won it, yeah, and the last two times we won it, we had to come back. Um, Barcelona beat them, what, 4-0. And then Olympiacos, again, Gerard had to be a mad team. Like, and that's because of the fans. The fans give us this energy. The fans, they give us this like spirit. And we haven't got that. Um, the best thing we can hope for, I said it on the Patreon, is that we just 
you know, we, we quietly go out with our tail between our legs. Like, you know, a cheeky little two-nil, like, you just get lose a cheeky little two-nil in the semi-final. But, like, I don't know, let's say Barcelona get popped on the same day, so the timeline just kind of forgets us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? <laughs> Mbappe scores a hat-trick while we get knocked out 1-0. You know what I'm saying? So, let's just, let's just, let's just hope for that. Um, I think what we can do, though, is that maybe we can get our confidence back from maybe winning a few games in Champions League. So, if you win a few games in Champions League, hopefully the boys can then put together a run which will then put us in a place in the Premier League um, to maybe finish, sneak a little fourth place or fifth place. Because all, I think the the team that wins um, in the Premier League in terms of getting the Champions League place will be the team that puts together a good run. You know what I'm saying? So if we can put together a good run in these last 11, 10 games, we, there's, we can easily finish fourth. But again, saying that this Liverpool team, we've lost six games in a row. You know, um, there's a, a cheeky little fact for you guys. Um, the last team to lose six at home in a row was Huddersfield. 2019, and do you remember the Huddersfield team? Do you know how bad the Huddersfield team was? They had like Mooney up top and um, Congolo and yeah. Do you know how bad that team was, bro? We're, so we're playing at the same level as that Huddersfield team. Yeah, we're relegation form. Well, we're playing at a relegation form. Our form since January is relegation. That Huddersfield team was bad, so yeah, it's putting together a run is looking unlikely, but hopefully we can maybe because like um, Julian said, a good point. I think. I don't think um, I'll disagree with the fact that you said that they're easy to play. I think our style suits the Champions League more than the Premier League does. So in terms of teams coming at us more and we're able to get at them and let's play make mistakes like they did the other day, so um, we can able to um, to pounce on that. So yeah, maybe we can win a few games in the Champions League and hopefully that'll give the boys a bit more confidence. Hopefully, let's uh, let's, let's let's hope on that one. Uh, Obviously, with the game tomorrow evening, we we kind of saw in the in the first leg that Leipzig slightly played in, into our hands in in the way that they want in the way they set up and the way they kind of play similar to we do. So there are some gaps at the back for us to exploit. Um, Els, I'll come to you. Does does Leipzig's playing current playing playing style fit into our game planning how we want to operate, or does it actually cause us more problems considering that we're so bang out of form in comparison to that first game? Um, I think them them being so expansive and willing to push up the park helps us a bit more because it allows us to have spacing behind. But then our defence isn't, isn't the best. And at that first game, we, we had Henderson's leadership and, and Kabak, who I know a lot of people think he's not good. I think he's, he's decent and I think he's done enough in that game. You know, to repel Leipzig. I've, having said that, Leipzig had a few chances in that game. So, um, bro, we could go in any either way. But I think they play their their tactics play into our hands. I know we're going to go into what we want to see in regards to um, the shape and the team. And it, I, I will hope that we play a more defensive game. I know that's not in our in our nature, but where we control the space. Instead of like doing the counter press, we're just controlling the space and and we're blocking off every passing lane. I think because we've won, we've won the first leg two 0 so we're not really that much under pressure. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think Leipzig will definitely go go gung ho and try and hit us early and and try and um, stun us first ten minutes. So that will leave a lot of gaps for us, and hopefully we can counter counter attack them with that. So um, like Peter said, I think our style favours. Europe a bit more, Europe a bit more, and Europe is like a um, welcome distraction, if if you want, for lack of a better term. So it could go either way, but I think Leipzig might play into our hands again. 
Yeah, I think the one thing we definitely need to be on the lookout for, which we which we weren't particularly great at, and in the first leg, he's kind of Angelino overlapping on that left hand side. Um, he was getting in a bit far too easy, so that's one of the things we're going to have to start doing. <laughs> Coincidentally, again, on that right hand side of our defence, so <laughs> we definitely got to make sure that we get down. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Angelino, especially on that Trent side, we need to watch out for him. Um, and do you guys like um, remember the Atlanta game where Jota scored a hat trick? Um, I think that's the best way we need to approach this game. So it's going to be the same front three in terms of um, Salah, Jota, Mane. So and what we did at Atlanta, we just picked them off, and it was really a fluid system. So when um, lights come at us, we just need to pick them off, hit a Jota early, hit Mane early, and yeah, pick them off because there's going to be space in my hand. And we have most last time we we seen space in my hand. <laughs> we've seen space in my hand for ages. So. Like, let these men have space in behind and pick them off because they're going to come at us. They're like, up, 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 like, up Mancano, make his mistakes and, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just pick them off the same way we've done that Atlanta game because we've done that to Atlanta game in, to perfection. So, yeah, I think that's the way, best way to approach that game. That, that's a similar vein in that in that game. Right, I need, I need Up Mancano to give away a penalty like he did against the British Simulton Gladbach because that was I, the funniest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> I just thought we're two 0 up, so I, I'm surprised at how scared we are um, to play this game tomorrow. It's actually mad how like how like levels have dropped. Like we're two 0 up, and we're literally thinking, "Fam, tomorrow looks peak." If we concede, what? Yeah. We're at home, so we have so yeah, we've got two away goals even come to think yeah. of it. So it's a home advantage. So yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 a bit crazy still. I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I, I personally think we're going to go through tomorrow. Um, uh, depending on who uh, depending on who we get in the quarter final. I think we have a decent chance, to be honest, to get to the semis. Um, it literally depends on who we get. I think if we get another English side, we're fucked. Um, if we get like, uh, if we get like uh, Juventus, not sorry, not Juventus, um, PSG. But yeah, PSG to be honest, are the only team I can think of that like scare me. Like if we was to get them in the Champions League, to think that yeah, we're definitely. I think, up. There's, there's, I think there's, there's two there's two teams, two non-English teams. I think would absolutely do us in on current form. It's PSG because you look at how mobile their midfield is and the fact that they've got one of the best players in world football. Up Two of them. Um, well, no, he's, he's, he's on annual leave again, isn't he, for his sister's birthday? Uh, he's back for the quarterfinals. I never know with that guy. I never know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he loves the cheeky. Often when your holiday days come in, he's like, yep. March, February, I'm not there. Trust me, I'm not there. But for that, I, I actually don't think they're gonna they're gonna win against Chelsea. You know, I, I think they're quite shit to be honest. I think they're to be honest, they're not shit in the sense where you know they're they're they they're unable to beat us. But I de- I definitely feel like the way they play football and this season especially in their league is kind of a false image because of how bad Barcelona and Real Madrid are. And even then, they're kind of mm-hmm. like cutting them down. But I don't think Fleck are going to go through against Chelsea. So if they're going to say them, essentially all essentially all I've had to come to is just continental Burnley, really. You know, when yeah. When you, you do really think about it and how they set up, um, well, both and certain both unnamed both. people want want want, uh, want their manager to become our next manager. So we'll just we'll leave that bit there. Um, in, in terms of how how you think we're gonna how we're gonna set up tomorrow we'll, we'll with the lineups, what what do you guys think in terms of your starting 11s? Um, what I want, so my one is I want us to play like a deep block four four two, with Ox on the right, Jones on the left. But when we're attacking, it will turn into like a four two two two, 
with Salah and Jota up top. So then um, Ox and Jones will be occupying that that eight eight half spaces. That won't happen, obviously, because Klopp is Klopp. So what we will have, what we will have, is um, a four-three-three with hopefully Fab, Genie, and Thiago. Um, Firmino's injured, so it'll be Jota, Mane, and Salah. Hopefully Mane on the right, Jota on the left, and Salah through the middle. Um, try and just get those balls early into the front three. Really, um, it'll be normal, normal defense. Ali, Trent, um, Kabak should be back. Um, Phillips and and Robertson. God bless his soul. He's gonna play again. He's gonna need a lot of iron brews in uh, in the next coming days. But yeah, I think that's what we're gonna do. Um, I think we're gonna try and catch them early in the counter attack. We're gonna try and press them up high. Um, yeah, and hopefully we can just see a revitalised Liverpool. Peter. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Ellis's team is spot on. We definitely Fabinho's coming back into midfield. Um, yeah, so the same, um, the um, same front three, hundred um, percent. I think they can all interchange as well. There's no reason why they can't interchange. Um, Salah doesn't need to stay up top. Joe can switch with him from time to time. And um, Kabak and Phillips at centre back. I don't think Phillips should lose his place. I think Phillips should be the one constant that stays there. I think Phillips is quite good. And if he can build a partnership with Kabak, that would be brilliant. Then Portia Fabinho back into um, the six, and I'll play Genie and Thiago. Um, them three. So yeah, I think yeah, that's that's that sounds like a good team to me. It should um, really um, do the job. I think we have yeah, what we have to be careful is that, like Ellis said, the first ten twenty minutes they're going to try and hit us really quickly. So they're going to start really really well. So as long as we can um, sort of um, calm that storm like, in the first ten fifteen minutes, yeah, we, there'll be gaps appearing and then we should pick them off. It'll be cool. Hopefully. Yeah, I think that first 10 minutes, if we kind of set in, sit in deep, absorb a bit of the pressure and then kind of play a bit more expansive, that would be that'd be definitely helpful. Julian, what are you thinking for your, for your, for your starting eleven? Yeah, I agree with everyone else, to be honest. Um, not not much we can do at this point. Um, I would play the normal defence. Oh, normal defence, you know, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> what is that these days? All right, um, Alisson, this, this new mad defence. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Um, I'll play Alisson, Trent, um, Phillips and Kabap. Kabak. Uh, oh, I'm thinking to play Shimikas, you know, because we're two 0 up. But I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking to play Shimikas to give Robbo a rest, but it looks like this is a must-win game. So Robbo is definitely going to play. But I wouldn't mind Shimikas coming in tomorrow. Um, Fabinho at DM, um, Thiago and Kater, because I I generally don't think Wijnaldum, even though he's more defensively sound than both Thiago and um, Kater. He's got the legs in him. He needs a rest, man. He can't play on Sunday and then play on Wednesday again and then probably going to play this weekend as well. And, of course, uh, Jota, Jota, Salah and Mane in the front three. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I, would, like, I would like to see uh, Robo get some rest. But now I think about it. Shimikas, Shimikas should get a game and it's Europe as well. So, let's just hope for the best. I think for me, I'd probably give Shimikas a bit of a run-up against Wolves, to be fair. It's, it's Monday night. I mean, you look at the way Wolves operate, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the worst game to kind of drop me really for me. Um, I think the, key, the, key, the key players for us on the evening, I think we just need, the, the, the one thing that was screaming out for us kind of on Sunday was the, just the lack of playmakers we had. We had no one who was kind of taking the ball and dictating stuff. So in a game that was screaming out for both Thiago and Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think those two are going to be uh, our key 
distributors and our key drivers really for, for tomorrow's game. What, what, what do you guys think in terms of your kind of key players to help us kind of come through this fixture? Yeah, I, I agree with you, um, Chris. I believe that Thiago Trent will be very, very key. Um, Thiago Thiago's a funny one because I've seen him against Everton, especially he was hiding. So I'm onto him, innit? I'm onto him, bro. He was hiding, bro. But I'll give him the benefit of doubt, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I agree that um, we do need people just to get onto the football, man, because that midfield on Sunday was... <laughs> yeah, that midfield was absolutely shocking, bro. Yeah, fam. Yeah, so um, so all jokes aside, yeah, I believe those, I believe those two, those two players would be very, very key. And also Fabino, I think Fabino, if he can get into that midfield, I know Pep, Pep Lindy is causing the lighthouse, so like he's the one that recovers the ball and sets it again. And we've missed that from our midfield because without him and Hendo in that DM role, I know Hendo played there a few times, but we don't have anyone who moves it as quick as possible. So yeah, I think first, primarily, it's going to be um. Thiago and, and Trent for me then possibly uh, Fabino. Peter, Julian, uh, you, you guys broadly agree with Els or do you think anyone else would be kind of like the difference maker for us? Yeah, I agree with Ellis. Um, Jota, I want to add in as well. I think Jota um, is coming back with you know um, some batteries in his pack. He's coming back to thinking, you know what, I, I, let, me, let me actually put my staple on this team, especially for next season and um, bring this Liverpool team forward. I think Joe is going to be... I think he'll probably be bad tomorrow, to be honest. Um, he's coming back with a vengeance. So I'd love to see him get, um, put his place in the team and possibly um, permanently remove either one of the front three, which he's, in my opinion, already done this season. But just make that statement tomorrow and, go, and make it make it, make it it solid for going forward. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Yeah, I had this idea, yeah. I, I think he might not start Jones. To, I mean, Jota tomorrow, you know, because I feel like um, he obviously started on Sunday, and then obviously he's gonna be quite wary of not um, throwing him into um, like deep, like so, just not playing him so much. Cause obviously, he just come back from injury, and he might go for a diamond and put Jones um, in that ten and put Salah and Mane up top because in a diamond, what happens with a diamond? You have two runners up top, and they're gonna get space from behind, so. I won't be surprised if Jota comes back in against Wolves, his former team, and he goes for Jones in the front three instead and plays a diamond like that he did against West Ham. Just, yeah, just I thought I might, might throw a wild shout out there. But um, key players will be Trent and Salah, I think. I mean, when Trent plays well, we play well. So mm-hmm. that's, that's basically it. And Salah, he likes the Champions League a lot, to be honest. He always seems to score in the Champions League. Like, he loves the bright lights, doesn't he? So, yeah. The biggest of stages where we need one of the biggest performances from Liverpool this season. Um, and hopefully we can come out with the result that sees us through to the quarterfinals and then hopefully we draw Porto <laughs> or someone of that ilk to give us the easiest possible ride to hopefully winning the fucking thing because good lord, do we not have anything else to hope for for the rest of the season. Um, look, I, I'm being a bit pessimistic, a bit of a dickhead there, but please, if you are looking for a bit more LFC content to fulfil your days uh, from now until the end of time, really. Um, 
we've got so much good stuff dropping drop on the Patreon uh, this week and in the future. Of course, we'll be we'll be with our um, post-match Leipzig uh, show. Um, we will have our weekend preview show later in the week. AOB, uh, post-match Wolves, and so many other shows in, in the pipeline as well. We've, we've currently got uh, the Georgina One Album Conundrums Summer 2021 show where we evaluated what the outlook is like for Liverpool this summer and a whole host of other stuff as well. So please, if you are interested in more Liverpool FC based content from us here at Coffee Podcast, please do go to our Patreon um, page now at www.patreon.com forward slash Coffee and Podcast. And from as little as £3 a month, you can subscribe today. Big thank you to Ellis, Julian, and Peter for joining me this evening. This has been Coffee and Podcast Live, and for God's sake, Liverpool, just fucking win a game of football. Network.